Hi again, everybody, and welcome in to the Black and Blue Report podcast series presented by SeatGeek. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from Studio B, and welcome to the regular season, everybody. The NFL season cranks up this week with the opening game of the NFL schedule on Thursday night, and then, of course, the Saints open their season on Sunday afternoon against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The building is a buzz, the city is a buzz, frankly. It's an exciting time. And it's also time for our annual start of the season visit with Saints and Pelicans team president, Dennis Lawshaw. We're excited to have the president back in our studio today to get his thoughts, obviously, on the upcoming football season. He usually drops a little news for us, and I think that you'll find that is the case again this year. And we get some thoughts about league business and a few other things surrounding the franchises right now, not to mention a quick look back at what was such an amazing year with highs and some unfortunate lows and sadness in this franchise, but all in all, a year that none of us will ever forget, and we hope that a lot of that emotion carries over into the new year. So with that being said, we'll get right to it with Dennis Lausha. I'll have information on upcoming Pelicans tickets before we're done today. And keep an ear open here for news regarding this weekend's opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints and Pelicans team president Dennis Lausha on this week's Black and Blue Report. This is the Black and Blue Report. Straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Dennis, this has almost become an annual tradition for us, uh, a meeting with you before the start of the new, I guess, sports year. You know, because if we combine Saints and Pelicans, we begin our year here just after Labor Day weekend. Great to see you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I enjoy being here. And, and yes, it's been a bit of an annual tradition. And, um, you know, here, here we are, locked and loaded, ready to go. And um, as I just said, hopefully it'll be through the NBA championship. So um, I can't think of uh, any anything else I'd rather do. Um, it's a lot of exciting, a very exciting time. And um, just looking forward to seeing how you know how well we do this this year both our football team and basketball team looking forward to game days i mean you know i've been doing this almost 20 years now and there's nothing like walking into the stadiums you know for me just the excitement the smell the popcorn you know the smiles on folks faces um just the anticipation the intro videos i mean uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still like a, a kid when it comes to that stuff, and I uh, just can't wait to get started. How early do you get to the building? Um, it uh, depends, you know, two and a half, three hours before. Um, you know, a big part of my day is is just walking around the, the uh, stadium or the arena, just trying to make sure, you know, everything is right, everything's in order. You know, everything's clean, everything's picked up. There's not a napkin on the ground. Um, you know, um, we do some briefing with um, some dome officials, you know, talk to them. And then um, and then we have mass and then uh, get ready for the game. Do you ever get to enjoy watching the building come to life? It sounds like you don't stop moving at all. No, I do. I mean, as you watch, actually, the best thing about my job is having that all-access pass. So I get to see the building coming alive from, um, you know, many many different aspects and so you know it's it, it's neat i mean you know you, you try to be everywhere i mean it's 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 like you know a kid coming down on christmas and you have a bunch of gifts and you want to open them all up at the same time i mean i, I you know i want to be in the club room or i want to be in champion square 
you know, or I want to be on the field. I mean, it's, you know, you have to pick and choose. You know, I want to be, you know, some of the things that we've done, you know, in the Saints store, just with the DJ and the excitement, and it's pumped up there. You know, um, some of the things that um, you may see at the Hall of Fame. I mean, so, you know, I'm constantly moving around, constantly uh, trying to engage people. And, um, look, it, it's, it's you know, Saints games really, and for the most part, Pelicans too. I mean, you know, it's that New Orleans mentality, almost that Mardi Gras mentality. I mean, you know, there's 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 not a, a foe in the building. I mean, even the opposing fans, our fans are nice too. And, um you know, it's all, you know, good humor and, and good jabbing and, and those types of things. And so, um, you know, it's fun to walk around and, and see those things. Um, this year we um, we have something new um, that's going to be rolling out here pretty quickly, I think, actually, tomorrow. We're going to put a press release out about it. So I'll give you a, <clears throat> a little bit of a, a hint here, and that is um, the corner office, which we talked about. And basically – you know, uh, and uh, out of respect for Mr. Benson, and, and you know, one small one small thing that we're doing is basically taking literally his his office that he had out here in 5800 um, uh, Airline and moving it to the Superdome, and um, um, it's um, <clears throat> you know we've we've constructed his office, so we have glass around it, and uh, folks get to see what he what I got to see every day his desk, you know, what was on his desk, the pictures, some of the awards that he had. Um, just the way his office was laid out and you know I, I you know I think it's kind of cool and um, hopefully people appreciate that and then what we're going to do there in, in that room also is we're going to have a whole um, new variety a new menu of um, specialty drinks that um, I think folks will really like and um, anyway I think it's going to be a lot a lot of fun and it's uh, in the old Pantheon Club um, it's an area of the building we thought we could you know, kind of spruce up a little bit, and we decide to put put it there. So we're excited, and hopefully all fans will enjoy it too. Congratulations on that. I know it's a yeah. lot of work to get all that stuff reconstructed. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was a labor of love. And Miss Ben, look, I have to give Miss Benson the credit. She, you know, she was the one who really did all the heavy lifting on that, literally heavy lift, did the lifting. She actually, uh, with other folks, was out there actually moving the desk around. And um, obviously it means a lot to her, as it does with all of us, but um, she thought it was a nice tribute to her husband, and, um, and we all agree. So. This is a perfect item to kind of <clears throat> bridge this whole thing, because I did want to ask you, before we, before we move too far forward here, I did actually want to look back a little bit. Both teams returned to the postseason last year. Unfortunately, the passing of Mr. Benson is a part of that, year as well and then the emergence of mrs gail benson is is the sole owner of the two franchises i don't think i've ever asked you this what did you learn over the last year well you know i, I have to tell you you know it it seems like every every off season there's always something you know there's always something that we're doing whether it's a renovation or buying a a basketball team or buying a, a beer company or buying a piece of property. It, it always seems like we, we have something big or going to the Kentucky Derby. There's always something big that happens in our off seasons. And unfortunately the passing of Mr. Benson happened this year in the off season. And, and, you know, personally, um, you know, that was very hurtful for me and for my family, um, you know, in many respects, you know, he was like a family member to, to not just me, to everybody in the organization. And so, you know, it was a very it was a very difficult time for us. I think, um, um, you know, the the thing that I think um, got us back to work and got us refocused and uh, re-energized so quickly is because we all know deep in our hearts that's the way he would have wanted it to be. I mean, he, I told the story before of the passing of my father. 
you know, he had called me into his office and, and said, Hey, look, you know, um, it's, I know it's tough. I know it's unbearable, but you got to get back to work. And if, you know, I, I, I've had a lot of loss in my life and he had some, obviously the story has been told some children and prior wives that had died. And he said, the one thing that, um, you know, can help you is getting back to work and, um, and really get focused on, on the goals that you set out for yourself. And, 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 you know, that really helped me at that time. And it helped me again at this time. And I think that message, um, really was transcended throughout the organization. And I think, I think, um, uh, you know, I think felt, uh, you know, folks felt that. And then the, the other gigantic component of it was not ever wanting to let Tom Benson down. Never. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, you know, even that he's no longer here in the office, we would never want to let Tom Benson down. We all were trained um, basically in the Benson way we call out here, which is really to strive for excellence, try to do as best you can in everything you do, you know, consistently, you know, look to the future to improve. And so, you know, again, out of his legacy, you know, I think, I I think it's, you know, it's, you know, it's been fairly easy to turn the page from that aspect. I mean, obviously there's the emotional aspects that are very difficult, but from getting back to work um, and working hard, I mean, it's just what we do. And I can tell you that's what his expectation was. Um, the, the, what I really learned really was, and what I think everyone here is how great of a leader Mrs. Benson is. And she stepped right stepped up right away. And, um, you know, she's been great. I mean, she is continuing on the legacy of, Hey, you know, we have to win. I'm going to invest in these teams. We're going to invest in this community. This is who we are. Uh, we're going to make the community great. We're going to, you know, be loyal to our fans, uh, continually uh, give back. I mean, all those types of things that was the Tom Benson legacy, I mean, I can promise you she subscribes to and feels very, very committed to. She is very committed to continuing the Tom the Tom Benson legacy. And, um and um, you know it's been refreshing. I think I think um, everyone, and I hope you and everyone in the organization feels the same way that you know we we have to continue. We have to continue to work on. And she's she's been a great leader. She's been there this summer. You know she's she was there in the post game. I am sorry in the in the postseason with the Pelicans. She was out in California. You know she was at the Kentucky Derby. She was at the rained out Preakness, which was a disaster. Um, she was, uh, you know, she was, like I said, out in California with us. She's been every preseason game and look, this isn't a sense of duty to her. She's here because she really wants to help, really wants to make a difference, wants to be a leader, wants to be a great owner. And, and, you know, again, that too is very refreshing and, um, not that anyone expected anything different from her. I mean, she's, but she really, really has done a great job of of being our our company's leader and um we're excited about that i know mickey's excited about that i know both of our head coaches uh dell you know all of our vice presidents all of our senior leadership have really has you know have really respected the role um in in the job that she's done so far the winning was something remarkable not only did both teams get to the postseason they both advanced can you think back to something that is um, consistent through both of those aspects of this franchise that led to the winning on both sides. Is there anything that you can put your finger on at this yeah, point? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you like to think that it's it's the, the try-and-true method of the core values of this corporation and this organization that continue to come through. And, and I know those just seem like words, but really it's it's not just words. Really it's, you know, um, walking the walk every day. I mean, if you know, 
regardless of what uh, position you have in this organization, if you truly believe that you're trying to be number one and you're trying to win and winning championships is the ultimate goal, then you know the expectation is we should be in these positions. We should be in our expectation should be to go deep in the playoffs in both football and basketball. And and I could tell you, I think in the building, certainly my expectation is actually you know to go deep every year, but actually contend and even go further. And I I, I know that's the way the basketball team feels. I know that's the way the football team feels. Um, so, you know, you know, you know, we preach, you know, our core values, we try to live by our core values. And I'd, I'd like to think that the, the, um, the wages of that, if you will, is, um, is that you've seen winning football and you're seeing winning basketball. But again, you know, the, the thing that we've learned and the thing that you learn very quickly in, in sports is you don't, you don't rest on your laurels. You, you know, you got to continually invest, you got to continually improve everyone's you know it's very hard to win games in the national football league you know you hear that but until you see the day-to-day grind until you actually get on the road or sit standing on the sideline or in a meeting room or or something like that you don't understand how how true that that is and um and um you know um you know you also hear often that you know they're paid professionals too you know and uh they are and um so you know it's how do we be better than them how how do we improve um and and again like i said i'm i'm hoping and happy to see that um you know those core values are coming through in our winning ways right now there are expectations that the football team will win and possibly win big this year. As a matter of fact, just on the other side of the wall over there is this massive banner that says, prove them right. Um, you know, at the start of Saints training camp, it, it came out that the team had talked about those expectations and kind of turned the prove them wrong old adage and kind of flipped it on its ear a little bit. I, I don't think I'd ever seen a team embrace the outside noise in, in such a way. Were you a part of those discussions? Were you aware of that and and what was what's your take on on what a difference a year makes where gosh I think all of us had question marks 12 months ago and this year it's a whole different conversation around your football team well I mean with regards to the prove them right that that was more of a football um adage than than what we had I'm sure that was Sean and Mickey had many discussions on that um and team leadership as well but um again you know you, you, you like to think that you're able to plan and you're and you're and you're and you're able to uh, project where we're going and, and you have some accuracy with that and um, you know Mr. Benson was obviously still here and I distinctly remember you know Mickey talking to him and talking to me and talking to Mrs. Benson and other folks in the organization about hey look this is where we are this is where this is the plan and I say to get us there this is the goals we set for ourselves and you know, if we hit these goals, this is where we're going to be. And you know, you never like to use the word rebuilding or reloading, so to speak. The, the truth of the matter is, is you're always trying to find the best players. You're always trying to um, find the best employees. You're always trying to, to find the best processes or methods or whatever it is. And but the the, the kind of the, the takeaway from that was that you know, you know, we were tied up against the salary cap. Um, you know, there was some, you know, in, in injuries that weren't expected. Um, there were a lot of other issues. And, and basically, the, I guess the beauty and the strength of Mickey was basically laying out the plan. And this is where we're going to be. And these are the things we have to do. You know, 12 months later, 14 months later, whatever it is, I mean, we've we've kind of checked all the boxes and hit all the marks. Now, again, I, I would tell you, 
Um, Mickey's not satisfied, nor is Sean, nor is anyone in his team, nor is anyone in the weight room who's pumping every day to get bigger and stronger and faster, um, happy until we win the championship. But, you know, having said that, I think, I, I think as an organization, one of the positive attributes and one of the things um, that is so great about this organization is that we're not afraid to send, say we want to win a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there are some organizations that, you know, might not – using those words or feel so strong about saying that, but that's what the expectation is. I mean, the expectation here is to win a championship. And, um, you know, those are very uh, lofty goals. And same with the basketball team, very lofty goals. And, you know, folks will say, oh, you must be kidding yourself. You don't have LeBron James or you don't have XYZ playing your team. And I got to tell you, that that's not the way we approach it at all. I know that's not the way our basketball team approaches it. I mean, we approach it, we expect and want to win a championship every year. And so – um, I think that speaks to the strength of our organization. That, that that is what we expect. Is is that expectation or that standard? Maybe that's the better word. Is that standard easier played out for a for an organization who has actually won a championship and knows what it takes, or should that be the case whether you've won one or not? No, I, that's a very good question, and and I would tell you that I think once you win, once you win, you kind of know or have a feeling you know the path on how to get there. Which I, I have to tell you, really, is you know, is somewhat intimidating if you haven't won. Um, you know, are we doing the right things, or there, or are we are we doing A, B, and C, and is that going to net and result in the championship? And so, but once you break through, once you win that championship, and once you have the confidence of of knowing that path to a championship, I think it. I think at least from my part. Again, I'm not on the football side or basketball side, but from an organizational standpoint, I think you're a lot more confident and see yourself winning that championship um, a lot easier. And then, you know, to that, you know, and perhaps, and again, um, you know, it's more anecdotal than anything else. I don't have the analytics in front of me, but as you know, I think only 15 or 16, whatever, maybe 17 teams have ever won the Super Bowl. And there's been a lot of repeat performers, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And I ask that question myself too, you know, why haven't those other teams gotten there? And sometimes I wonder if it's, you know, lacking the confidence of knowing the path on how to get there. And um, anyway, it's a good question. Might be. And I don't know yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if there is a, yeah. a great answer. That does yeah. give me some insight into that. Um, all right, so fans are coming in this weekend for the regular season opener. Yep. Dennis, you mentioned the, the corner office, the recreation of Mr. Benson's literal corner office yep. in this building. And there the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, give us the primer here. What are what are Saints fans to expect as they roll in for the home opener? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the you know the first of all, let me let me say you know we, as we said, and again, these aren't just words. I mean, I, I like to think that you know we walk the walk as well, but you know we have to win the championship on the business side as well. And and last year, you know, we've kind of you know, boasted a little bit about this because we're very proud of it. And that, and that was, we were ranked number one in the league in, in game day experience and game day experience means everything from, you know, pulling up to the garage, basically anything from leaving your house until you return to your house. And, um, so, and there's a ton of different metrics that, um, are set and, and, and we excelled and we did very well. And like I said, we were number one in the league and, and we were number one, and, and, and the number two, I could tell you number two, and then the top five, most of those were in, in brand-new stadiums. And and not and in no way am I suggesting that we need a new brand-new stadium. What I'm suggesting is, you know, um, people are very happy with the stadium we're in, and, and we know that we can um, 
and we can deliver a good game day experience. And so, so we were very excited about that. So our big challenge this year is to build on that. And, um, you know, how do we take that to a, another level? And we talked a lot about that in the off season. Um, you know, we, you know, little things. I mean, again, you've heard me talk about this. I mean, whether it's the smells of the, of the stadium or what you hear when you enter, or you know, what's the uh, the, the you know what's happening in Champion Square? What's the, um, the, the various um, entertainment um, that we have going on? But the whole, the, basically, the whole the whole deal is to ma- to make your your experience as seamless and as easy as we possibly can, and have the absolute most fun. So. You know, whether that's um, as you're coming in, we're giving you traffic reports so you can beat the traffic or get around bad traffic, uh, getting in, in and out of the parking garage. Again, we talked about this last year. We continue to improve on getting people in and out of the parking garage. One thing that you might see this year is actually uh, continuing a, a commitment to security. And so one of the best practices that the NFL had set forth was if basically you're in the first row in the parking garage, um, we got to make sure there are no bombs there, and so we have that you might have seen a lot of folks may have seen, um, you know, the dogs sniffing cars and, and those types of things to make sure that safety and security is number one. And you know, we talk about a game day experience. We talk about people having fun at the game. We talk to our ushers about this. We talk to all of our staff about this. The number one priority every game is safety and security, and so. Um, that that's why that's so important. And so you might see some more some new safety and security measures. Measures again, it's by no means, um, and we're not trying to harass you. We're trying to make sure that you have a happy and safe game. But you, you know, you should start saying that we have some different concourse um, layouts layouts this year. Um, we have some. We're moving some DJs around the concourses, which would uh, which should be pretty good. I mean, and again, basically, really trying to make you know during the game. You're going to see a lot more video. You're going to see a lot more player engagement. Um, you're going to see a lot more. Um, you're going to see a lot more uh, emphasis in asking the crowd to bring their A game, A plus game, because they do make such a big difference um, in the game. Um, you're going to start. You're going to see as you walk in the concourses. There's going to be a lot of signs that basically remind our fans to get loud and stay loud. Uh, we've put those all around uh, the different portals around the stadium. Um, and, you know, I think there was a tweet that went out, and it was a great picture. Basically, it was um, it was uh, right above where the visiting team buses pull up, and it basically says, you know, welcome to your last moments of uh, silence because it's going to be crazy when they walk in the stadium. And that, and that, and that really does – that has proven – to really fan engagement real or fan involvement and in screaming and yelling really has proven to really help our team. And so we're really focused on that. Um, we've went and taken, it's kind of fun. We went and taken a ton of different quotes from opposing teams that have played here that basically say, this is the you know, loudest day and how much it's affected them. And so, you know, there's a couple crowd prompts. We're going to have throw those up as well. So it's going to be a good time. Um, you know, the, um, the, the the one thing that has really taken off for us has been the us and them um, <laughs> um, uh, video, and uh, we probably get more feedback on us and them than anything else we do. Um, you know, I got the preview for the Tampa. Actually, we a couple of weeks ago we were working on the Tampa, and um, 
and it's going to be pretty good. So I won't give it away. But the, you the know, game programming is the game you're program. Saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the us and them from the game program. Oh, that okay. Yeah, that yeah. one in particular for yeah, the first yeah, game. Yeah, it's going to okay. be good. You know, uh, well, how, I mean, how hard is that? Us versus Tampa. I mean, yeah. this, we could go twenty five minutes. Uh, you you on could, that. but you know, you 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 want to be respectful but brutal <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and the, and the thing there too is that you know, you know, when you play a team once every year, you know you. You know, it gets a little bit more difficult than you think, but believe me, we didn't um, we didn't hold any punches, so it'll it'll be fun. You've been all over the league. Is there anything that you've seen at another city, another stadium, that you said that would work well for us, or boy, they they I don't want to say left it short, but anyway, is there anything that you've noticed around the league that that you have brought back here, or you'd like to eventually bring here? We are constantly doing that. We constantly are scouting the other stadiums, not just in football, but in basketball as well. Um, we uh, we actually have folks that travel with us that are in our entertainment department that really are going to the game for one reason, and that basically is to see what they're doing and how we can improve. Um, there are a couple teams that have a reputation of doing very well. We are one of those teams, and so we are always in communications with some of those other teams um, to uh, – to, you know, kind of take in the best best practices of, of each one of them and, and apply them here. But, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, our market, every market's different. You know, there's a New Orleans way to do things. Um, we want to make sure it, it fits the New Orleans way. Um, you know, um, I think if we just stole something from somewhere else and didn't adapt it to our market, it, it would, you know, you know, go off like a lead balloon. But we try, we try our best to try to um, um, get the best ideas and bring them to the game. In fact, well, you know, we had, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who would probably say, God, what a great job this would be. But um, a couple of years ago, and we, we still do it, but we were, we, the baseline was started and we basically had a, um, an employee travel to everyone. And you may remember this, travel mm-hmm. to every one of our away games and basically audited the game day experience. And basically we took everything that, and then he, the person would come back and write up a report. And to be quite honest with you, the report was really really thoughtful, very um, insightful, and uh, we would try to take everything on that report and um, and apply it to our game day situation. So, yeah, we're very, very committed to what you just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more basketball games than our football yep. games. That's a, a challenge in itself. Dennis, what's the question you get most right now that's the hardest to answer? Um, Whether it be from fans or the business community or anything else. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, the um, – I don't, you know, I don't know if there, there's a lot of. I don't know if there's one question I get that's, that's you know, consistently asked. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to know about the football team. Everybody wants to know about the roster. Everybody has a different roster question. It seems like, <laughs> which is okay. There's a lot of GMs out there. Yeah, there's a lot of GMs. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, everyone's expectation is set very high, like we talked about earlier, and I, and I understand that. You know, I, you know, I think obviously, I, th- I think there are some NFL league issues. Some issues that the league's dealing with, I get those questions a lot. Um, you know, uh, on the basketball side, um, I, I get those questions as well. Most of them relayed more towards you know the league. You know the, um, you know, you know what, what do we see? Do we gonna, we continue to see these teams that you know just seem to accumulate the absolute best talent, and then there's everybody else in the league? I get, believe it or not, I get that question probably more than you would think. And um, the good news there, in fact, I got that question yesterday. I was giving a speech to the Touchdown Club, and someone asked me that question. And I will tell you the good news there is that I think there is 
I don't say think. I know. I, I know there is um, um, discussions going on at the NBA level, and there is a, um, I guess, uh, folks' awareness that there could be a problem coming down the road, and that needs to be addressed. And um, the NBA um, and the commissioner have um, have really started looking at the issue um, a, a lot more uh, intently, just to make sure that there are no parity issues in the NBA, or parity issues are resolved as best they can. In reference to acquiring talent, yeah, acquiring talent, okay. and cap, and and those types of things. Um, look, at the end of the day, we're a small market, and you know we have to make sure that we have the same um, resources, we have the same ability um, that everybody else in the NBA has if we're going to be successful in the league. And again, I think there's an acknowledgement from some of the bigger markets, certainly acknowledgement bigger market owners, and there's certainly acknowledgement um, from the commissioner that it's an issue that needs to be reviewed and um, something to be looked at. And they are very proactive with that issue, and, and we'll see where we go. Interesting. I'm running out of Thanks. time, um, but I do want to ask you about basketball real quick. You're literally 25 days away from the first preseason game of the NBA season, which totally blows me away. Can we not just get settled into football first? But there are, the overlap will begin here soon enough. Dennis, here's the good news. The team played so well last year, and especially down the stretch, that you had full, raucous buildings um, in the final, let's just say, 15 to 18 home games leading into the postseason. And then the excitement of the postseason, and then bang, here's the offseason. Everything cools for a little bit. Um, how do you get them right back to where they were in March and April? And I'm talking about the fan base when the Pelicans kick off the regular season in late October? Uh, look, that's a great, that's a great question. And, and look, I, I think, you know, you, you, you try to do it over, over the off season to a certain extent. You try to get people excited about the product that you're going to put on the court. We're going to have, um, you're going to start seeing some, um, you know, obviously you're going to start seeing marketing in the, in, in the mar advertising in the market and other types of things to get people excited about the season. But, ha but having said that, you know, what what we'll do is we'll you know we'll, all of our season ticket holders and the first couple well, I can tell you the first couple of games are already sold out so our big issue is just to be making sure people show up and they're and they're ready to go and look that's when we load up with the good giveaways you know and we try to get people excited about basketball but you know this is you know there's something to be excited about here we have a really good basketball team and um, you know. The West is going to be very, very tough this year. And so we're going to need, you know, every one of these games is going to mean so, so much to us. You know, it's starting, you know, in football, you know, every game really is make or break and it's going to decide your season the whole nine yards. We're getting to that point in basketball in the West right now. Every single game is important. You have to win every game. Right. I mean, you know, I, one thing that I started and I wish I could say I did it all of off season, but I haven't, is that I've been working out and I've been working out at the Pelicans facility. And so I've got to talk to a lot of ga a lot of guys over there and gals for that matter. And um, and the, the one the one thing you see, you you hear is the sense of urgency right out the gate. How important it's going to be to win. Um, um, I mean. It is scary how good everybody else in the West has gotten this year. Um, again, that's never an excuse, but I mean, it's you know, that's why these games are important. That's why we got to get um, off to a great start. That's why we got to have our fans there. And I think you're going to start hearing that. And as you say, September 25th is the first day of training camp, and so, I mean, it's here. I mean, it really, it's here. And so, um, you're gonna in the next two weeks, you're gonna start to see a, a little bit more, like I said, marketing, advertising to get people fired up about basketball again. But um, I mean, look, we have a great product. We have a great, we have a great team. We have a great coach. Um, you know, it's um, 
it, you know, it's something, it's a team that's worthy of our support. And, um, and, ho and hopefully uh, we can get excited about it as a community. All right, let's finish with Dennis Lashos, the fan. What's your favorite thing about this football team that will uh, lift the lid off the season here on Sunday afternoon? Well, I mean, again, I think um, obviously it's all about team. It's all about winning. But one thing that we have to take a look at is, you know, hopefully knock on one Drew Brees will, you know, break um, break a record here that's, that's stood for a very long time. And um, hopefully there we could do something special there. Um, the first game we will have a um, – we're also going to be um, – um, and trying Mr. Benson into the to the bowl the um, uh, at the Superdome, so we're very excited about that. That's coming up when the first game. First game, yeah, okay. yeah, right. yeah. So we're real excited about that. Um, so um, look, the fan just can't wait to get started. To be perfectly honest with you. Well said. Yeah. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. Let's let's not do this once a year. Let's. Yeah. Well, actually, we do this a couple times a year. Yeah. I'm, whenever you're ready. I just I'll like it. it. I just feel like this is our little tradition now. It gets me fired up for the weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All right. Thank All you the very best much. to you and everybody. Thank you very much. All right. So there you have it. Our tradition uh, continues, and we're all set for opening weekend here for the Saints and the Buccaneers. And as we were just discussing, the basketball season is right around the corner. Keep an eye out for that corner office at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this weekend, and I think all of us will be excited uh, as Mr. Benson's name is unveiled amongst those in the ring of honor at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Next week, obviously, we'll be turning our attention to week two in the NFL schedule. Don't forget there's another black and blue report for you coming up on Friday. The ladies have their turn going into the big football season. Okay, that Pelican season ticket or game ticket sale uh, is all set to go September the 13th. Don't forget, I know there's another team that just announced the other day that they've opened up their single game ticket sale. So everybody around the league is doing it. Again, Pelicans will do it on September the 13th. But you can win seats to the hottest 10 games before they go on sale to the general public. All you have to do is subscribe to Pelicans Insider to be entered to win. Plus, score early access to individual game pre-sale tickets, including, of course, the Warriors and the Lakers matchups. All that information is yours at pelicans.com slash win. That'll do it for us here on this Wednesday. Thanks again to Daniel Salerson for his help here in Studio B. And a big thanks as well to President Dennis Lawson. I'm Sean Kelly. Enjoy the week and go Saints!